ಬಂದಿದೆ ಬಂದಿದೆ ಹಿರಿಯರ ವಾಣಿ ಹಿರಿಯರೇ ಇತರ ರಾಜಾರಾಣಿ ಹತ್ತೋಣ ನಾವು ಅವರ ನೆನಪಿನ ದೋಣಿ ಕೇಳುತ್ತಾ ಖುಷಿ ಪಡೋಣ ಹಿರಿಯರ ವಾಣಿ ಕೇಳ್ತಾನೆ ಖುಷಿ ಪಡೋಣ ಹಿರಿಯರ ವಾಣಿ ಕೇಳ್ತಾನೆ ಖುಷಿ ಪಡೋಣ ಹಿರಿಯರ ವಾಣಿ ಇದು ಹಿರಿಯರ ಕತೆ ಹಿರಿಯರ ಜೊತೆ ನಿಮ್ಮ ಹಿರಿಯರ ವಾಣಿಯಲ್ಲಿ ಕೇಳ್ತಾನೆ ಇರಿ ಖುಷಿಯಾಗಿರಿ ಹೆಲೋ ಲಿಸ್ನರ್ಸ್ ದಿಸ್ ಇಸ್ ಯು ಆರ್ ಜೆ ಶರೀನ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಐ ವೆಲ್ಕಮ್ ಯು ಆಲ್ ಟು ಅನುಭವ್ ಅ ಜಾಯಿಂಟ್ ಪ್ರೊಜೆಕ್ಟ್ ಆಫ್ ನ್ಯಾಷನಲ್ ಇನ್ಸ್ಟಿಟ್ಯೂಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಸೋಷಲ್ ಡಿಫೆನ್ಸ್ ಮಿನಿಸ್ಟ್ರಿ ಆಫ್ ಸೋಷಲ್ ಜಸ್ಟಿಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಎಂಪವರ್ಮೆಂಟ್ ಗವರ್ಮೆಂಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಇಂಡಿಯಾ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಮೀಡಿಯಾ ಫಾರ್ ಕಮ್ಯುನಿಟಿ ಫೌಂಡೇಶನ್ ಇಂಪ್ಲಿಮೆಂಟೆಡ್ ಬೈ ನೈಟಂಗಲ್ಸ್ ಮೆಡಿಕಲ್ ಟ್ರಸ್ಟ್ ಪ್ರೊಜೆಕ್ಟ್ ಕನ್ಸೀವ್ ಬೈ ಡಾಕ್ಟರ್ ಆರ್ ಶ್ರೀಧರ್ ಪ್ರೊಜೆಕ್ಟ್ ಇನ್ವೆಸ್ಟಿಗೇಟರ್ ಅಲೋಕ್ ವರ್ಮಾ ಕೋಆರ್ಡಿನೇಟರ್ಸ್ ಪೂಜಾ ಮುರಾದಾ ಸಾಯಿ ಸುಧಾ ಕೌಶಲ್ಯ Government of India has initiated elder line toll free number 14567 elders or anyone on behalf of elders can call between morning 8 am to 8 pm for any questions or queries and support to elderly a very good morning to all of you welcome to today's talk let me introduce harish bijur to you harish bijur is a brand thinker and practitioner operating out of bengaluru india He runs a unique boutique consulting outfit branded Harish Bijur Consults Incorporated a brand name that has a consulting presence across the markets of Hong Kong Seattle London Istanbul Dubai and the Indian subcontinent He feels branding is a thought that lives in the people's minds it gets planted either by intent or by strategy He is considered a marketing practitioner and thinker who is ahead of the consumer thinking curve year after year he is a public speaker who speaks to corporate audiences across the globe in the realm of motivation people management issues brand marketing and business at large he has spoken to corporate audiences across the world for over 15000 hours to date harish teaches at the indian school of business hyderabad and mohali in addition to semesters at overseas business schools in the us and europe He has been teaching at the Indian School of Business for the past 20 years. Harish Bijur contributes regularly to business publications on branding, sales, distribution and related topics. Now get ready to meet the brand guru of Bangalore, Harish Bijur. Let us hear from him all that it takes to make an advertisement. He is going to share with us who killed advertising. So over to you Harish. Welcome. Welcome thank sir. you am i audible yes uh, of course am you are. i audible yeah yeah okay uh, wonderful uh, first of all um, you know uh, thank you usha for inviting me over you are the evangelist who has been coordinating this for decades and i still remember the last time i walked in there and had the pleasure of meeting a whole group of people and chatting one is to one uh, but i think you know that is not to be today Uh, because you know the pandemic has brought in bad habits and one of the bad habits of the pandemic is this visual um you, you know distancing and physical distancing which actually ensures that you and i talk online uh what i'm going to do is i'm going to take you for about 20 minutes uh, through a session on what i call who killed advertising and uh, i'm trying not to make it as boring as it sounds uh, but 
you know, if it does get boring, blame me at the end of it. Uh, I want to start uh, by saying that, you know, uh, let's make it an interactive session. At the end of the session, we could have a small chat for about 10 minutes on anything that you think needs to be chatted on the subject of advertising. So I'm going to speak to you firstly to say uh, the subject is who killed advertising. Now, you know, if you really look at it, all of us have been exposed to advertising uh, continuously. Over the decades, over our lifetimes, you know, advertising touches each one of us. And none of us is untouched uh, by the dirty hand of advertising. I call it the dirty hand uh, because uh, advertising leads, leaves residue on our minds. And this residue is dirt. And much of the time, I keep saying that we are a function of the advertising that you and I have seen. Now, that's a terrible thing to say. Uh, but, you know, the point is that advertising touches us and touches us very, very intrinsically. And much of the time makes us who we are. Much of the time, many of our youngsters, uh, you know, talk like advertisements, uh, think like advertisements. And I think advertising buzz lines are stuff that is thrown at us all the time. Uh, advertising is old as the Egyptians were uh, because, you know, the early signs of advertising started uh, on Egyptian papyrus. Uh, so the early paper uh, that was put together uh, was huge wall paste posters where Egyptians actually, uh, you know, wrote out their messages, paintings, hieroglyphics, and uh, they actually put out, you know, large paintings taking the private message public. So if you ask me, what is advertising? It is taking the private message public. You have a private message, you wanna make it public, and there is a medium through which you make this message public. And therefore, you know, this making the message public, one was visual in terms of the large hieroglyphics which came up with, with Egyptian papyrus. And then, of course, there was the town crier. And the town crier would go around and start shouting, saying, this has happened, this has happened. And that became radio at a later point of time. Hieroglyphics became our wall site paintings and mobile advertising of today. Then in came, you know, the sandwich board men. You know, there was a guy who would walk up and down the streets with a board attached to his front and his back and it had a message. And to that extent, that advertising was uh, called the sandwich board man advertising. And this today has morphed into a mobile advertising. Uh, so this goes on, you know, we've got television, print, radio, digital, everything is throwing advertising at us. But the contention I want to place out here is the fact that advertising kills itself. Because all of a sudden, many of us are believing advertising less and less. Advertising has lost its credibility. So I did a recent study across 16 centers in India and came out with a research diagnostic which says that only 31% of what is said in an advertising is actually believed by people. Now, that's dangerous which means that 69% of what is said in an advertising is considered to be fluff and a lie. And I think that is where the credibility of advertising dies and advertising has lost credibility. 
marketing touches each one of us you know and advertising is an avatar of marketing because advert marketing touches each one of us from the first thing we did this morning brushed our teeth with an ajay toothbrush put in colgate toothpaste on it and put it on to our teeth and brushed our teeth from then we washed our mouth with bbmp water and then of course we touched a hitkari tap and of course we possibly used a hitkari basin and i can go on and on there are 81 things that which you and i do in a single day which is touched by branding and marketing and advertising and these 81 touches you know that toothbrush is advertised separately toothpaste is advertised separately the hitkari is advertised separately uh, bbmp also does advertising separately so if you really look at it you know everybody is touched by branding and marketing all these 81 items advertise and therefore the human mind is bombarded by advertising from every angle every angle we are being hit and i think this advertising is getting um it is moving from the sublime to the ridiculous today I'll give you some examples uh you know some years ago we had something called an honest shirt the shirt that i'm wearing and it became a huge rage uh, there was a brand called peter england and it said the honest shirt now the key fact is how can a shirt be honest can we make a shirt honest are we stretching it a little bit much if you're wearing an honest shirt are you necessarily honest well those are oblique questions to ask but remember in modern society we don't ask these questions it's politically incorrect to ask these questions because in modern society we like to go with the vibe go with the stream and that's exactly what you and i do uh let me give you another ridiculous piece of advertising you know there was this brand which actually came up with a proposition which is a toothpaste and it said my toothpaste has oxygen in it and therefore it's called oxy fresh and uh, this toothpaste was launched in the market and launched in the market did beautifully in the first tranche of advertising because advertising said brilliant things because the advertising said showed and let me describe this piece of advertising it showed a dating situation a dating situation between a boy and a girl and the boy and girl dating situation was they were landing up at a cafe they were at a cafe and the boy was sitting here the girl was sitting here looking into one another's eyes and that's how dating goes in the older days and in the center of the table there's a round table in the center there's a candle so it's a candle at dinner going on boy looking into girl's eye girl looking into boy's eye and the girl opens her mouth to talk and the candle goes boom you know why it lights up heavily because there was oxygen in the toothpaste that this girl used that morning to brush her teeth now this is uh to an extent ridiculous right um this became a rage for a period of time but then they were in rural markets people are actually trying it trying to see if i brush my teeth if i blow into a fire would that catch extra fire didn't happen so i think it was moving from the sublime to the ridiculous i still remember meeting the guy the brand manager and asking him uh, you know you put oxygen into the toothpaste for a brilliant concept uh he told me yes sir actually it's like you know in the old days we 
do only functional advertising, which say it's got fluoride, it's white, it makes your teeth white. Functional is also old hat. Now we have to get emotional. I said, wonderful. So for emotional, what do you do? You create a toothpaste, which, you know, after you brush your teeth, you can think that you're oxygenated and thinking is enough. I looked at him and said, yes, you put oxygen in the toothpaste today. Are you going to put nitrogen tomorrow? Better still put helium in it so that it floats in your bathroom one fine day. We have moved from the sublime to the ridiculous. And that is the point I'm making, ladies and gentlemen, this morning to say that we have enjoyed advertising. We enjoy advertising. Advertising is fun. But advertising is not delivering results. Because all of a sudden, people are believing less and less and less in advertising. Credibility is a casualty. And credibility, when it becomes a casualty, it means something is not working and something is not delivered. Yet, in the United States of America, 1.8% of the GDP of the country comes from advertising industry. Nearly 2% is from advertising. Now, what is the meaning of it? It means that advertising is an industry, a big industry that makes money for a lot of people, makes a lot of fun, uh, but then, you know, credibility is dying, dying, dying. In India, the total advertising industry makes 62,500 crores per year, and it's growing at a CAGR of about 10.5% annually. So if you look at it, advertising is growing, but belief in advertising is dying. And I think who killed advertising? I think we advertising people killed advertising. There's a limit up to which you can go. You must tell the truth, but you must not go beyond the truth. I think advertising has gone over the top, totally over the top. So much so that much of the advertising is fun to watch, but totally fun to disbelieve as well. And I think that is the key issue. You know, this movement from the sublime to the ridiculous is really hurting us. Now, I must talk to you about one other piece of advertising that's entered our lives today, and that is, you know, digital advertising. You know, digital advertising, we pick up our phone, and if I ask around, I'm sure each one of you is on, uh, you know, WhatsApp. If you're on WhatsApp, you're in a religion. Your new religion is called digitalism. I do believe every hundred years we have a new ism coming into our lives. We had capitalism, we had communism, we had fascism. Uh, we have today what I call digitalism. Because we're all digital animals. We can't do without our WhatsApp. That WhatsApp messaging, the WhatsApp videos, the WhatsApp voice chats, the WhatsApp everything. I think it's you know crunched the world into a small space. Because you sitting out here can speak to your daughter in New Jersey just as your daughter in New Jersey can speak to someone in Russia. If you really look at it at low cost, no cost, and the cost is essentially time. So if you look at the fact that digitalism has entered our lives, everything you and I do, much of it is digital. The pandemic pushed us indoors and the pandemic told us that you cannot go out. In fact, the pandemic, you know, when I was young, my grandfather used to tell me, uh, young man, you are going to do very well in life because the world is your oyster. Now, today, when I speak to young people, I tell them, young man, young woman, uh, the world is not your oyster. The oyster is your world. 
and the oyster is your home because much of the time we are going to get locked up in our homes like we got locked up over these last two years when that happens it means to say that everything has to come into the home because you and i cannot go out of the home and therefore everything comes into the home today let's look at entertainment all your entertainment comes into the home either it comes onto your phone or onto your ott channels or onto your television formats and all entertainment comes home you and i seldom go to a theater now all food comes into the home i mean swiggy and azomato bring you all the food into your home if you're ordering from a restaurant experience comes into your home i mean there are restaurants which actually send send in wait staff and bearers uh, who will come in and pour out the wine and you know stand by you behind on the table with mask of course and take you through the eating experience outside everything comes into the house the gym comes into your house you know the cult fit has got an app because of which you can actually do stuff yoga which you and i possibly do at times is through a yoga instructor on youtube recipes come into the home i mean you know literally everything come into the home so much so that what's coming into the home is coming faster and faster of course you know zomato had this 10 minute delivery which got into flag which simply meant to say that you order in 10 minutes and the food comes to you in 10 minutes i mean how can good food be cooked in 10 minutes and sent to you unless it's been cooked and pre-cooked kept and put in a microwave oven and sent out to you so if you really ask me there's a lot of development which you and i see in today's world and this is digitalism everything comes into the house education comes into the house people don't go to schools the school comes to you on your app out 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 the experience of uh, peer groups study groups Uh, the school canteen the college canteen i think all of that has got uh, you know shaken and stirred uh, to use the james bond uh, phrase fundamentally because of the pandemic but that's the reality my dear friends entertainment education the gym food whatever it is you name it comes into your house and as it comes into your house it means that your world is not your oyster the oyster is your world so when things are coming into the oyster it means that advertising which comes at you must be much more real much more dignified much more sensitive to the fact that the truth uh, cannot be compromised so i keep talking about the fact that advertising must do a lot of good things uh, to the world uh, because advertising has the ability and the capability of doing good things in the world Uh, but i think advertising isn't doing that just yet so looking forward to a very exciting future where advertising is going to contribute to the world digitalism is going to contribute to the world a lot of exciting things are happening in our lives drones technology is in drone technology is allowed in india drone medicine delivery at your rooftop is a possibility drone pizzas are a possibility tomorrow you know drone ambulances are going to become a reality so if you really look at it these are developments which are exciting digitalism has brought in something called d2c into our lives d2c is direct to consumer you go on instagram and you click on a site and instagram is a shop and you click on it and off comes that lovely guava jelly which is made in a home uh, somewhere in the corner of of you know uh, chickpeat 
and it reaches you by the end of the day. Uh, now, believe it or not, that chickpeat person couldn't have marketed this guava jelly any other day, any other way, because of the fact that only the big can market. Not anymore. Today, the small can market. C to C, consumer to consumer business is a reality because of digitalism and direct to consumer movements. You can make anything today in your home and you can sell anywhere. Why Bangalore? All over India. Why all over India? All over the world. So D2C is a big one. There are ice cream brands on D2C. Notto is a nice ice cream brand out there. You order it and out comes a huge pack at your doorstep and your ice cream needs are totally taken care of. You don't have to go to an ice cream parlor anymore. The world comes to you today. The world comes to you within the confines of your home. I know it's boring. I know it's less exciting than being out there. But I think digitalism has solved the key problem of society questing for products and services, which got distanced because of the pandemic. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. I'd like to take questions from you, if there are any at this stage, and then we could say goodbye. Over to you. Yeah, please ask any questions that you all want to. Harish is waiting to answer you. I was just wondering, uh, is there not any accountability for what they say, what they claim in advertisements? And um, who, is, who is to question them on uh, those ridiculous claims? You know, uh, there should be, a, there should be some regulation. kind of a... Yes, regulation. I, don't I think know that's an excellent question. And that's a question that, yeah, there are, there are some bodies. We have the Advertising Standards Council of India, the ASCII. Uh, you could Google it out and take a look at it and go to the site. And any complaint that you give in there gets investigated. ASCII, Advertising Standards Council of India. Now, this body is not a statutory body, but it's only a regulatory body. Uh, by that, I mean that, you know, they cannot go and lodge a case against the person who you complain about, but they can actually pass a mandate to say that I want you to answer this and I want you to sort this out and they can pass a stricture on that particular brand. Today, however, what's happening is there is going to be a new, there is a new Consumer Protection Act, which is already in place. So, and you could go to a local consumer protection uh, committee and lodge a complaint and that complaint will be listened to. So there are different committees. One is at the local level, at the state level, at the national level, and I think they get investigated. All said and done, I think apart from this, what's important is self-regulation. There are responsible marketers in this country and there are irresponsible marketers. Extremely important to call out the irresponsible marketers and say that you are doing wrong. Because a marketer doing injustice to society is something you and I cannot tolerate. We've had too many scams in our lives and we don't want one more. Thank you. Health problems, you know, and uh, they make these claims that you don't have to go for allopathy, you do this and you're fine. For example, uh, 
you know, what's that, Patanjali products, stuff like that. Uh, they're quite dangerous if you, if you take them seriously. Uh, you know, the key issue is that there is uh, there are several streams in our life, right? There's allopathy at one end, and then there is alternate medicine, as we call it. Um, allopathy is uh, really, you know, possibly much more aggressive in handling what needs to be handled. Allopathy has much more controls. Allopathy is a pure science which has ratification. Allopathy believes in testing. Allopathy believes in getting, you know, go-aheads from governmental bodies. Um, then we have alternate streams. Now, each of these alternate streams, uh, whether it be Ayurveda, whether it be homeopathy, whether it be Yunani, whether it be N numbers of other streams, are uh, what we, what I would call gentler therapy. Uh, so therefore, you know, when it comes to gentler therapy, it's extremely important to appreciate that gentler therapies do not have the kind of certifications, the kind of a science uh, ratification behind it, which many of us who are used to allopathy uh, expect. And therefore, if you really look at gentler therapies, we need to be careful. Uh, we need to have it totally vetted out. And to an extent, you know, the person who takes the decision to partake of gentler therapies is the person who owns the responsibility of what it does to them. And I think this should be brought up clearly in advertising. You know, that's very important. Uh, anybody who's making an Ayurvedic product cannot claim uh, the sky and deliver the earth. Uh, it's very, very important to be very moderate and modest in your claims. Uh, claim less, deliver more. I think that's a greater way of marketing than claim more and deliver less uh, because there's a terrible way of marketing. Because once credibility goes, everything goes. Thank, Thank you. you. I think there is MRTP commission yes. no, to regulate the unfair trade practices. MRTP commission, monopolistic yes, and yes. trade practice. What about that? Can it regulate? And especially when they make the toss yes. two years back, Colgate used to claim that it's a vegetarian toothpaste, I remember. It used to claim that it's a vegetarian toothpaste. Then, you know, case was registered. Now, you know, they don't use that uh, term. Yes. So, MRTP commission also regulates, no? Absolutely, man. Uh, you're absolutely right. The MRTP uh, Commission also does regulate, but you know, it's more about monopolies and, uh, uh, you know, less about restrictive trade practices, though it should be a lot about restrictive trade practices. Because trade practices which give gifts to people to convince them to go and talk, uh, you know, let's take the pharmaceutical industry, you know, in the pharmaceutical industry, pharmaceutical sales representatives go and meet, uh, you know, people who are doctors and they convince the doctors that what the molecule that I have is the ultimate molecule. Now, uh, under the MRTPC, it's extremely critical to say that, uh, you know, gifting and the way you convince a doctor, whether you can actually take a doctor out for dinner, whether you can actually do an event for the doctor and fly him out to Bali, and give him a nice holiday and then he comes back and he's let loose. Uh, these are things which are extremely important to be controlled. And I think these controls are coming in now because you know the consumer has woken up and the mm -hmm. consumer is that much more sensitive about what is thrown at him. And this throwing at us is something which we must resist and we must shield ourselves from. The consumer is no more a bakra, but he's a king. He should become a king. 
consumer, not a bakra. Absolutely, absolutely, not a bakra. But, but tackling yes. should be the key. But one more question, sir. Uh, what is the scenario in Western yes. countries? You said in India or globally, you said 31% of the advertisements are only the reality. Yes. The remaining is only the tall claims they make. What is the scenario yes. in Western yes. countries? Yes. Madam, I will give you data from different countries now. In United States of America, the total number of advertising that is actually trusted today is 81%, which means that only 19% of advertising is not trusted. Because the US has come a full circle now, you know. In terms of, you know, in the US started by being honest, then it became little less honest, little less honest, it became dishonest. And now from dishonest, it's becoming little less dishonest, little less dishonest, little more honest. So we are at that honesty cycle. So honesty and dishonesty is a full cycle. Life is cyclical. We all start with good old home food, then go to fast food, and then go to restaurant food, <laughs> and go to very to fast food. food. Then it hits us badly. We come back to salads, which is health food, and then we come to mane uta, ghar ka khana. That is what I like. Yeah. Thank Life you, is cyclical. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Thank so you. in India only, it's more uh, yeah. I mean, yes. practices are being uh, absolutely uh, at the moment. That's right. So it's credibility factor. Madam, I'll give you one more number on Japan. In Japan, the data says that only two percent of advertising is oh disbelieved, and ninety-eight oh. is believed, which means that the Japanese are a culture altogether different. And you know the stories of you know when the last uh, tsunami hit. Uh, Japan, apparently, you know, people would rush to the supermarkets and the supermarkets had bottles and bottles and bottles of water, for instance, and toilet paper. These are two things people rush when there is a problem in developed countries. Water and, and it seems an average Japanese would go and pick up only two one-liter bottles and go home when they could have picked up 40 liters and gone home. Fundamentally, because their ethos is, if I take 40, you know, Maybe 20 others will not get it. So let me take only what I want. And I think that ethos, that integrity, that honesty, Japan has reinvented integrity back again. Of course, it also went through the full cycle. Apart from the credibility factor, it's ultimately the consumer's choice that matters. Don't you think that it will actually sometimes it yes. becomes a consumer surplus also? Because in an occasion like a birthday function, we order our base pizza for some youngsters. They enjoy so much. So that, that way, the consumer surplus factor is also there. So I am I am for advertising. Absolutely. So you will also agree with me in that. So, so I agree with you, the sir. The choice, ultimately, the consumer's choice that matters. Absolutely. I agree with you. I agree with you totally, sir. Because, you know, at the end of the day, advertising succeeds because of the consumer. If the oh, consumer did not believe what you're saying, the consumer would not come and buy you. And if yes. the consumer did not come and buy you, you would not advertise the way you advertise. I put it this way. Let me put it this way. And this is a naughty way of putting it. Uh, a nation deserves the kind of advertising it gets. A city deserves the kind of advertising it gets. A consumer deserves 
the kind of advertising it gets and a consumer gets the kind of advertising he he she or they deserves so and it's personal choice sir as you rightly said and personal choice should reign that's right the final answer to the question who killed the advertisement is the, the advertisers yeah what is the answer to the question okay no. uh, you know it's i wanted someone fight. to ask this i wanted someone to ask this question who killed advertising because that is a subject yeah, it's still it. it's a who done it it's yeah, a jets bond uh, all of us who done it who did it all of us who did it i think you did it i did it yes we killed it yes. and guess what advertisers killed it there is a golden goose called advertising you went and boosted it up so much that you killed it so instead of milking that opportunity slowly steadily with patience with the you know a certain degree of etiquette a certain degree of um even some nonsense you know uh, a certain degree of sleepiness no we went aggressive we said there's the ghost go make a big fast buck out of it and in the bargain we killed advertising advertising is killed by credibility advertising is killed by stupidity in terms of the way we stupidly advertise advertising okay. is killed by us who made a journey from the sublime to the ridiculous absolutely thank you thank you sir. are you then I'll saying i'll take one more question is, sir are you saying advertisement is dead now no 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 advertising oh, no. advertising is dead the king is dead long live no, the king <laughs> advertising will never die advertising will never die but belief in advertising will die advertising even today take a look at the ipl i do a fair bit of work in that space there are 60 brands which are advertising on the ipl 37 brands are fintech brands and all of them want to earn a name on that and guess what they're spending millions uh onto onto that entire platform so advertising will continue brand endorsers will continue today we didn't speak about brand endorsers because that's not the subject Virat Kohli is the number one brand endorser in the country at this point of time. He's got a hundred and eighty-six million US dollars valuation. One eighty-six million I US know. dollars valuation. Last year he had two hundred and thirty-two million US dollars valuation. MS Dhoni has got a good valuation of sixty-one million US dollars. PV Sindhu has got twenty-one million US dollars. Alia Bhatt has got about fifty-nine million US dollars valuation. These are all the big ones and. they will never die they will always keep promoting brands and in the bargain their valuation will keep going up i think at the end of the day a society gets what it deserves and we are getting what we deserve okay oh, thank you i am going to say goodbye out of my independence i cannot watch a program peacefully i get irritated when these advertisements come my fingers have always yeah please do okay yes and you yes. should not get this from the government to have peace, peacefulness then how can they endorse yes i will i will put it this way sir uh, uh, there are it's a choice there are channels you can go to 
where there will be no advertising at all i mean for instance netflix or amazon uh, typically speaking at this point of time they don't have advertising but believe it or not netflix is just planning to introduce advertising into its program which means to say that irritation will be back again um, you know there was a time when people used to go to a cinema theater to watch the advertising as well i mean you know and and then watch the full movie because we are a paisa vasool culture you know we want paisa but now there's so much of advertising none of us want to watch advertising it's irritation i 